What up, what up? How you living? How you doing? My name is Love Going. I make good music. I got B West to my left. We are through four weeks and got 12 left. All right, Westbrook. <laughs> I like that a little bit. Felt good. That felt good. Um, so the big question on everyone's mind is Leonard Fournette the best running back in the NFL? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Every week I could come and I could do the same thing. He had a heck of a game. Damn, bro. Just went awesome. on. There was a point in that game I was like, what happened to Fournette, man? Yeah. I thought he was good years ago, bang, 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 bang. and then he just it went was off. It was nice having a Sunday where uh, I didn't have to worry about the Eagles, and yes. I could watch all the rest of the games. Same here. Um, the news as we record Monday at around 2 o'clock is Vontez Perfect is appealing a suspension for the rest of the season. Um, I feel a little bit responsible. One of the Ditch the Playbook episodes this year was going to be about fixing his karma. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Ingber were going to have him uh, walk old ladies across the street and write apologies to everyone he's ever harmed. Yeah. If we would have been able to get to him, I think we could have flipped this around and changed him as a human. But he's just he's just him doing him. Yeah. Apparently he's in London right now. Uh, with the team, is he? But he's not allowed to do anything because he's right, appealing. Right, right. So if you're in London, you know, buy him a buy him a. a There's some fun things going Guinness. on in London too. There are some nice things to do there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But what did you think? Uh, the hit was obviously. Well, gross. no, I think that that type of thing should absolutely uh, be responded to this way by the NFL. There's just no room in the game. He had an opportunity to keep his head up and target in a different place. Yeah. He took that opportunity to put his head down, hit with the crown of his helmet. And when you saw it, like as someone that's been concussed and stuff, what do you think? I'm saying that's a nasty hit. And nasty meaning it's not a physical play because it is physical, but it's not like, you know, he just beat somebody up. It's a nasty hit. And I don't think it has a place in the game because, again, and, I, and I'm not about the brotherhood side of things. Yeah. It's more like, yo, don't just, just be smart about those types of things. Just don't do that. And unfortunately, it's a repeated thing for him. This like is just how he plays. Times. Everybody else has changed their game just a little bit. You still yeah. see the penalties throughout the games, but he had an opportunity to keep his head up and not try to do exactly what he did per the rules. Yeah. And, and, and he just didn't do it. And obviously he doesn't get it. And that's why he's suspended for the whole season. It's so funny because like I think of everything from a gambling perspective. Mm-hmm. So I was like, their defensive captain is out and they're flying to London. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Who, who, who made him captain? Yeah. That, that, I mean, because this is what I think about captains. I think of responsible men that are going to walk it every single day. And a leader, you, you can't waver off that center line. You got to be, hey, this is the way you do it all the time. And that's the guy, first year here, that's the guy that you made a captain? That just you, doesn't make any sense. You know who should be the captain? Who's that? Khalil Mack. Ah. Uh, Bears. Yeah. You, know, you want to hear something? That even, guy. You want to hear something even more wild? What's that? You know who the Raiders play in London this week? The Bears. Yeah, I feel so bad for Derek Carr. You should. That Khalil Mack has mm-hmm. probably had this game circled in his brain for two years. That's right. And right now, Khalil Mack has four sacks, four forced fumbles, and now he's facing his former team. And I, I don't know. If you murder someone in foreign waters, can you be charged for it in America? You might not even be suspended yeah. in, in football. So, no. Yeah, of yeah. course. Do it. I mean, you know. If this is succession, I think you get brought back and you get put on trial. But I, Derek Carr, I will. If you need me to look after your kids, well, here's the I thing. I got you, bro. Think about this: If you're Derek Carr, 
<laughs> what I'm saying, and I used to say this about Trotter. Like, listen, we're playing, we're doing like nine on seven, the run drill, inside yes. run. I was like, listen, if you just block that guy, if you drop, if you block 54, yeah. we got a chance. Yeah. We can I can I make everybody else miss. Just block that guy. If I'm Derek Carr, it's pretty simple. Uh put two people on 52 side and make sure that he's blocked. If you I need don't. three, put three over there. Does somebody block him? I, I have. I will get into this a little bit later when we're talking about great teams winning ugly. But this Chicago defense yeah. has reached a point where, nasty. like, so just a news alert to everybody. I went four and one in the super contest this go. past weekend. So now we're at fourteen and six. One of mine was Chicago, and I picked that before the last injury reports come out. Mm-hmm. So I picked Chicago favored by one and a half, and Akeem Hicks isn't playing. Crap. Roquan Smith isn't playing. Yep. Crap. Yep. Game starts off. Mitchell Trubisky, you know, pops his shoulder out. Hurt. And I, I put on my paper a little X, and I said, this game was not for me to win. And that defense, if you take away that last drive by the Vikings, that 92-yard drive, mm-hmm. when they were already down 16 to nothing, there's like seven minutes left, the Vikings had 130 yards for the rest of the game. And this is without arguably their best defensive tackle That's right. and their starting middle linebacker. And so I look at Chicago and I go, do I believe Chase Daniel or Mitchell Trubisky is going to be the guy that takes his team to the promised land? No, but they have a top five unit in the NFL, Kansas city's offense, top five unit, yep. new England's defense, top five unit, Chicago's defense, top five unit Rams offense. But that Chicago D is so good. They'll never not be in a game. What year was that? Was it 001, 2000, the, the, uh, the, uh, the Ravens, where their defense was just so dominant? 2000 Ravens. Must have been 2000 Ravens. Um, yeah. Then there was the one uh, Bears team with Erlacher and Mike Brown yeah, and yeah, uh, Peanut yeah. Tillman. Yeah. And they were unbelievable. Turnover machines. We they, saw this when Peyton won the Super Bowl. Denver Broncos. That's right. Von Miller and that defense. Yes. And now, like, Shaquille Barrett was a third-string defensive lineman on the Broncos Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. That And right now he's leading the NFL in sacks. He's going crazy. And, and Nobody there, could block There him. are teams that can – one side can carry the other side. Mm-hmm. We've seen this a million times. Peyton Manning carried his defense for damn near a decade. That's true. But, That's true. But defenses nowadays, you can do so many things defensively, scoring-wise. Yes. Getting the ball back to your other team. I mean, the other side of the ball. Short fields. That's the difference, right? That's why Chicago's winning. There's no doubt about it. Their offense is average at best. I think that Nagy does a decent job of changing some things up, formations, things like right. that. But they just don't have the personnel right now, especially at the quarterback position. No. I mean, it, they should be putting up a bunch of points because they're getting the ball back in good field position because of how good that defense is. It's it's crazy to watch them play. That defense literally is a fast-break defense. They're getting the ball back to their offense. In every, like, docu-series and stuff, I always see coaches go, we got to win this quarter. And, it, and how many coaches have you played for broke the, the schedule up into four game stretches? All of them. All of them broke it up. Of course. Was it first, always four? Or would they be like, we have three games no, here? No, no, All, Always four because you're saying, okay, let's win this one, this quarter. It's the quarter right. of the season. Win this quarter of the season. Then we got enough, another stretch where it's like we have three games on the road. That's one quarter of the season. Then the next quarter of the season, we got three games at home. It's just easier for you guys to digest. Yeah. In, in the NFL, it's such a week-to-week league. Yes. I mean, we see it in the games. I mean, it's such a week-to-week league. So many things are like, okay, well, this week we have these matchups, and this makes us being able to run. Yeah. Next week we're playing, you know, a team that is terrible against the pass. Yeah. So we have to be week-to-week. We have to be multiple offensively and defensively. So when we get to this part, 
where there are some teams out there like the Chiefs, they're high five and we go at four now in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. And there's other teams out there right now, like the Falcons, where they're like, we're one and three, yes. but let's turn it around. Yeah. What what happens in this week? Take us inside these locker rooms when it goes from the first quarter to the second quarter. Are the losing teams like, let's flip it around? Or the winning teams like, what does the energy change like? Well, I don't know that the energy is a change because we're, because we're now in the fourth, you know, after the fourth in game, the, second quarter, the, the yeah. second quarter things. But I just think that now you have a better idea of who you actually are. Okay, we're this team. We're the, we're, let's say we're Detroit. We're actually a, a, a team that – has ability to win. We're we're com- we're competing. Yes. Last year we weren't even close. Obviously, you talk about Miami. We thought that we were doing great things in the offseason, and now we 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 know yeah. that we're terrible. But other teams, like let's say the Rams, they came into this season with serious Super Bowl hopes, and now you're like, ah, maybe they're not as good. Mm-hmm. So many people now have said, you know what, San Francisco is the best team in that division. Let's talk about Seattle. Right. And the Rams are kind of an afterthought. And so it happens across the board. But the thought in the locker room is, okay, we got that out of our, especially nowadays, September is a new August, right? Nowadays, you're like, okay, now we kind of got the training camp, the, the jitters out of our body. Yeah, Let's that's go what everybody was saying week one that with it, how sloppy it's, it's it was different. That by it's week different four. now. I'm just curious, at, like, were you ever on teams where it wasn't going well in the first four weeks? And then because the whole mindset was we're on the second quarter, you found yourself playing better in that fifth game. I'm well, trying to get an advantage right here. Well, no, I think that it was never, again, it's never about the quarters when you're on the team. It's about yeah. week to week. So it's yeah. not about, you know, the f- fifth game's coming, now we got to turn it on. It yeah. was always like, here, the money the money time in the NFL has always been late October and November. This is how you make your Super Bowl, your your playoff run. Yeah. How are you going to play in November and really this December? Is when, this is when the Seahawks always turn That's it right. around. Uh, this is when the Patriots always get it together, but this year they're okay. Well, we were never a great team in, in September. We used to get, no. Andy Reid used to beat us up in training camp. So there were so many times we were like, you know, we're going into training the first game of the season, and we were just okay. We probably go two and two first couple of games of, uh, of the year, first quarter of the year. Then we would just turn it on. We would just rip some wins October and November, and that changes things. Now you understand what you have as a team. Now you understand that our offenses need some help. We need to be able to run the ball more. Our defense needs some help. Maybe we need to take up more time on the clock offensively. Yeah. So now you know what you are. Now you can address the rest of the season. This is the fourth, the fourth game of the year. As we're looking back uh what are some of the biggest surprises uh for you as you look like the pleasant ones and also yeah, maybe the well, disappointments i think the biggest surprise for me and this is this is the rams i mean i'm, I'm disappointed in, in jared golf i mean he's 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 not he's not the guy that i thought he was six interceptions on the season four turnovers yesterday I mean, you know, you got paid. You're gonna, you know, you're making all this money. You got to take care of the football. Yeah. The, the biggest thing in the NFL, and I watched all the games. I watched the Red Zone yesterday, is taking care of the football. That if you keep the ball, you can win any game. Your defense plays half halfway decent. You can keep the football. The one thing I'm watching this team, and they're averaging 43 passes a game. Yeah, I think if you're like 68. Or 67 it's passes crazy. yesterday. 43 passes a game. Man, you're talking about one of the best, highest-paid running backs in the league, especially coming into the year, yeah. Todd Gurley. And obviously, they're trying to save him. He's averaging 12 carries a game. Yeah, They're trying to save him, and I understand that. And yesterday get it was Brown. tough just because Tampa Bay jumped out to like a 21 nothing lead. Yeah, got but, rid of it. But your offense is predicated on getting him the ball because yeah. he is the engine that keeps this thing going. I, I think that's a major mistake I'll if you're talking one about in. the Rams. Uh, I, I think one of my biggest surprises from last week was Tampa Bay beating the Rams. I yes. thought they, they came out of nowhere. I think one of my pleasant surprises has to be Gardner Minshew. I know it's a Love story him. that we talked about last mm-hmm. week, but I don't think people realize – 
Denver heading into this season was 19 and five in home games in September. We talk about how September is the new August. The, when you play at Denver earlier in the season, it's typically a loss. Mm-hmm. And for him to be down 17 to three and some of the moves he was making of getting around people and throwing touchdowns, Leonard Fournette was unbelievable. But the touchdown throws to DJ Chark, the one that was called back, yes. the one where he threw it to uh, Rock, their backup running back. It's the notion that I'm seeing a lot of quarterbacks that are backups that I go, they'll keep the win. Chase Daniel, Teddy Bridgewater, but I don't know if they're down, if I fully have confidence in That's them right. bringing them back. To go win it. And I've now seen Gardner Minshew lead a comeback against Houston, and the coach took the ball out of his hands for the two-point conversion, and really they could have gone to overtime and they had all the momentum. They should have. I see him dust up a Titans team that Jacksonville has gotten dusted up by mm-hmm. for the last few years, and then go into Denver, and Denver has five sacks in the first half. Von Miller notches his 100th of his career. Going crazy. They can't do anything, and Gardner Minshew is back there making it happen. Yeah. And so now I'm sitting here going – I'm not expecting a six-round pick in his first year to figure out the NFL yet. The game's probably still fast. We we are seeing what I look for is glimpses of things to build upon, and I see them. And to me, it's no longer a gimmick. Yeah, I'm not interested in the mustache. I don't give a shit what he wore on the plane. He's a good player. I'm going, we can have this guy on a cheap-ass contract for four years. And that's how teams win. Because you can surround them. And this Jacksonville defense that I thought they weren't going to be able to afford because they just paid Nick Foles all that money, maybe they can keep some of those guys. Well, maybe they can keep Jalen Ramsey. Maybe that says to them. I know it's done. But maybe he says, you know what? Maybe we're a little bit better. Than I thought we were, and maybe I am curious if Jalen's gonna like have not played yesterday, and the team is so excited right now that he's gonna be like, I kind of feel like I'm left yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, I kind of feel left out. And guess what? My back feels better. I had the and baby. Now we've won two my, in a row. My back feels. Let me let me give you yeah. two teams. Really, I'm looking at the Detroit Lions. Mm. They took KC to the wire yesterday. Yes, they did. It took Mahomes' magic to win this thing, and so now they're two one and one. Which when you think of Week One, obviously they tied Arizona, which. And they were dominating that game. They got dominated. Week two, they beat the Chargers, which is good. Yep. Week three, they beat Philly. So I'm thinking maybe they got a chance. This defense is playing well. Offensively, yeah. they're throwing the ball all around the place. Galladay is just toe-tapping his butt into the end zone, yeah. which is cool. It's pretty cool to see the Detroit Lions because no one expected anything from them. And let me add this to this. What's incredible about that is they fumbled twice. That's right. Inside the five. Yes. So that is not only just points off the board, one of those fumbles, because it was the same officiating crew mm-hmm. that refed Saints-Rams, did not blow the whistle, which allowed Brashad Breeland to run 99 All yards for a touchdown. Right. Mahomes did not throw a touchdown. They had Mahomes on, their own th- on his own 30 in fourth and eight with the game on the line. Mm-hmm. This is a Detroit team that has... A very good defensive front four. They're not going to let you run the ball. You're not going to. They do that. are. They were. They did not have Darius Slay playing nope. yesterday. Nope. Easily their best corner. And I look at their division and I go, I have a lot of questions about Green Bay. Kirk Cousins, I have no faith in. None. And the starting quarterback of the Bears just went down. That's right. The Lions have gotten very interesting. They got very interesting. I'll give you another one. And I think a lot of people saw this yesterday. But the Browns, and I just went back to look at it. Obviously got blown out week one, 43-13. Blowout, right? Everybody thinks now you guys talk too much. You know, you're out of the way. The second week, they beat the, the Jets, easy win. 
the third week, they uh, they had a chance to win against the Rams. Yep. Uh, 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 Baker Mayfield ends up throwing the interception in the last series of the game. They had a chance yep. to win that football game. And then, of course, they beat the Ravens differently. And now I'm starting to hear nothing from the Browns. They're not talking in the media as ba- much well, anymore. Baker came out after the game. He kind of said because something. Because of Rex Ryan yeah, said he was overrated. I'm okay with that. And Baker, who who apparently has the biggest ch- Napoleon complex of all time, it's a chip on his shoulder. I'm not okay. I'm not I'm okay I, with that. I love it. I'm I, okay Baker's with that. one of my favorites. But he came out and he said, "You threw us in the trash." Will remember the thing that I loved about what I saw yesterday, and we have talked about this a lot about how the Ravens have suffered against three wide receivers. Yes, and maybe this was the perfect matchup for mm-hmm. the Browns, and it ended up being so. And Landry was the beneficiary. But what I saw at Freddie Kitchens was the play caller from old. Mm-hmm. I saw a Jarvis Landry sweep that went for about 40, 50 yards. I saw Nick Chubb getting the ball in different situations. Shit, I just saw him getting the ball. Nick Chubb And I saw an Odell Beckham reverse throw that the receiver should have caught. And so when I see him going into his bag of tricks. Creativity. It was as if he thought he could come in this year with Odell and Landry and go, we're just going to beat your face up. Yeah. But I think it was important for me yesterday to see him using guys like Ricky Seals-Jones and going, he's finally realizing I need to coach him up. And that gives me a lot of faith for the Browns moving. Not only do I need to coach him up, how about I spread the ball around? The best offenses are the ones that are not predictable, that you're not saying, I'm going to throw the ball to Odell Beckham Jr. 13 times. How about I get Jarvis Landry, who is a pretty doggone good player, the ball from time to time? How about we run the football? Nick Chubb, 165 yards, just getting off, looking good, looking faster than I thought he was. I mean, that's how you – that's what you do to a defense. You spread them out, you get the ball, and you look for the best matchups. Yesterday, Jarvis Landry was the best matchup. That's why he got the football. That's what Freddie Kitchens has to do. My big thing that I learned yesterday was there's the phrase, you know, good teams win, great teams cover. Mm -hmm. That's for gambling. For real life, great teams win ugly Average teams lose ugly. That's right. So the great teams that won ugly yesterday, Kansas City, ugly game. Mahomes doesn't throw a touchdown. By the way, shout out to Harley Kateman. I asked on the Left Go Show account, how many yards will Mahomes throw? She guessed 315. He had 315. Nailed it. New England. Listen to this. New England had seven three and outs against Buffalo, Mm -hmm. a four and out, and a five and out. So nine drives where they barely move the ball 20 yards down the field, and they go and they win that game. You w- Great teams win ugly. New Orleans. New Orleans kicks four field goals, and they're able to beat the Dallas Cowboys. You win ugly. And you know what? I also want to give the credit to the Chicago Bears. That's right. That was an ugly game. Their offense, you know, little spurts here and there. But those four teams were great. And I look at Kansas City and New England. Kansas City and New England right now are easily the two best teams in the sport. No doubt. And it's everybody else. And and on Sunday, they were Thanos, in which it looked like they had been slaughtered. And then in that moment, they looked at their opponents and said, you should have gone for the head. Kansas City was down fourth and eight. Mahomes runs for 20 yards. Bing, bang, boom. He threw it. He threw it to a guy on their team named Pringle. Yeah. And I went, who the fuck is this guy? Just a Touchdown guy. game over. Yeah, but just a guy that's fast. That's what he that's, that's what he threw the ball. Just throw the ball to someone fast. New they England, have a bunch of them. They're holding on to a 16 to 10 lead. Mm-hmm. Buffalo has the ball first and goal on the eight. And they eventually get an interception off a tip pass on Matt Barkley, and they seal the game. 
these are teams where if you don't kill them, Detroit was up 10-0. If you don't kill them, they will Thanos your ass and you never existed. In these games, these are critical games. I talked to the trainer. Good friend of mine it was in Philadelphia, was training for the Kansas City, and this is what Andy Reid told oh, the team. Oh, the bald guy? No, no, Rick Burkholder. Okay, yeah, Not yeah. the bald guy. So he was, yeah, he had, yeah, he had a little hair. But I said to him in the text message, these are the games that build the character for November and December. He said that's exactly what Andy said to the team. Yes. Exactly. In fact, in fact this is what he said to the team, and it's one of my favorite quotes of the week. This is in the locker room. That's right. I, it's such an Andy quote. You gotta to say, love Andy. Not all of Mozart's paintings are perfect, uh-huh. but at the end of the day, they sell it for a million. Long as you win, long as you get a W, that's all that counts. I'm gonna tell you this though. I'm a little worried about Kansas City. Okay. I'm worried about their Speak defense. Speak on it. I, I mean, I, I think Matt Stafford is a decent quarterback at this point in his career. I think he has some really good receivers. He out looks there. better this year than he ever did last I, year. I, and I don't know how, but New Carryon Johnson, yeah. got off against that yeah. defense. Galladay obviously catching the football. Matt Stafford, three touchdowns. I'm concerned about that defense. Oh, think about this. I thought they were going to get better. The Chiefs got run on. Well, they do have one guy coming back from suspension. They're getting Morris Morris Claiborne back, Mm -hmm. and who's a very solid corner. Uh, No team just picked him up because he was suspended for four weeks, but uh, Detroit ran all over him. Yep. Baltimore ran on mm-hmm. over them. They started off down 10 nothing to the Raiders That's in right. week two. Uh, and week one, they were just, you know, they were up and back with Jacksonville. Gardner Minshew lit them up for like 200, 300 yards. It's hard to come back every single week, especially as the season gets long. I don't know long. if it's hard with them. It's, it's just, I'm trying to tell you, it's hard yeah. and it gets tiresome. At some point, your defense has to show up. At some point, your offense is not going to have it. Every, every week, we don't need to see Mahomes magic. I'm telling you that he's going to have it every week. Well, I hope so. I'll but, be the hot take. Well, if I'm the coach, I'm saying, defense, show up a little yes. bit. How about how about we don't have to go score 10 points in the fourth quarter? Yes. How about that? So I'm a little concerned about that. I'm going to give you one thing that I'm disappointed sure. about. The Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson, 18 sacks already. Mm. He was sacked 62 times last yes. year. He's on track to be sacked 72 times this season. Wow. And they just gave up a two firsts and a second for Larry B. Tuntle. Maybe it's just not the left tackle. Maybe it's a little bit of the offensive line. Maybe we need to coach up Deshaun Watson a little bit more. And I'm not, I'm not, listen, he didn't have a terrible game. Yeah. I think he could play better. But there's a point where you say, one, two, three, get the ball out. One, two, three, point five, five step drive, get the ball out. Yeah. Maybe I get the ball out a little bit more, especially if I know my blocking isn't there. He has to find a different way. They're going to kill this kid down there. There was a Watson clip that was sort of making the way, the rounds where a reporter asked about, uh, you know, you, you missed on your two deep shots. And I wrote down the two quarterbacks last week that narratives are so funny in the NFL. Deshaun Watson had Will Fuller wide open yeah. on a post, missed him by two yards, mm-hmm. had Hopkins on a post, yep. missed him. If they complete either of those passes, okay. they win the game right. and it's over. Kirk Cousins missed Thielen and Diggs deep two times. He hits either of those, they yeah. win the games too. Mm-hmm. It's just funny that the NFL, it can really change on one play. But Watson went into a whole speech and people were debating online whether he owned the reporter, which who the fuck cares, that um, but he broke it down. Understands and, the defense. And I have I have now been around Deshaun Watson one time with Sims where they were talking for 15 minutes using Patriots terminology that I've I don't even know what any of it mm-hmm, fucking meant. Mm-hmm. And I could see the way Watson's brain works. 
I have so much confidence in Watson. My issue with them is Bill O'Brien. That's and it's always been my issue with them that he could have the most talented people and it will be completely neglected. But that's why that's why when you ask me why am I down on Houston, they can beat a team and they'll beat themselves before they're allowed to beat the team. Um, the, New England, I went into uh, my issue with New Orleans. Uh, my only issue with the game last night yeah. was I, I talked about how there was the referee staff that didn't blow the whistle for Detroit. Referees, this is an advantage for New Orleans. I believe that referees are afraid <laughs> to make calls against the Saints in New Orleans yeah. because there was like five instances on that game where I went, what's going on? Zeke did not fumble no. on that fourth and one. not. But they were afraid to overtrain. His knee, his elbow was clearly down. All the way down. At the end of the half, there's two seconds on the clock. They go to run the play, and the announcer, Al Michaels, goes, I've always been told it's impossible to run a play with two seconds. I thought it was four seconds. They throw an incomplete pass, and there's magically two se- like one second still left. Impossible. And I saw the play clock, four seconds went off. And, and I'm watching, and I'm going, I think they're afraid to call penalties mm-hmm. against the Saints. But well, I, I don't want to say just to say I think the Saints are certainly a big time uh, part of that. I mean, they wore blind referee costumes all offseason. Well, absolutely. So that, that's a big part. I, but I watched, I'm watching the red zone yesterday and referees are missing calls across. They're missing calls when they go to replay. They're purposely they're not missing calls. their whistles. And it creates like the thing I don't like about it is when a defense, they don't blow the whistle and they run 60 yards for a touchdown and they all run down there and they all take a photo and all that energy and they're high-fiving and then the referee goes they out there and goes, we're going to challenge it. Well, I just think that has to impact the defense to experience that. Yeah, it impacts the defense. But I mean, just if you remember the Kansas City game, they could have. Yeah, that was a touch. They, I, I believe that. But the, he could have been tackled right there. It must have been Galladay that was right, right. there. But he, it, it's natural for the player to say, okay, I'm not going to tackle him. I don't want to get a penalty because the whistle has blown. The play is over. So he's thinking that the play is over. How about this? When they're not blowing the whistle, you're like what we had on Thursday night mm-hmm. when Packers fans were furious that Derek Barnett came in there and hit that guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whistle wasn't blown. No. And so what's happening is, is we're telling these guys play throughout no whistle. Yeah. Because we don't know what's going to happen. But then we're also kind of endangering our players because we're not blowing the fucking whistle. That's true. That's true. It's I don't hard. know. It's, 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 it's like it's, a catch it's, twenty-two. Yeah, it's, it's really really hard. I think that the referees have to play play a big part in that. Do if you do your job right, we wouldn't have to go and and and, and make so many of these judgment calls, especially when it comes to the replay side. So I talked about the the four teams that won ugly, and they show that they can be great. Yeah, Kansas City, New England, New Orleans, Chicago. Mm-hmm. For me, the ugly losses, which let me know that you're not a great team yet. Baltimore, the Rams, Dallas, Minnesota, and Indy. I saw holes in all of them that I have a huge issue with. Right now with Indy, this defense is letting up a lot of points they to are. people. And they were really, really good last year. They were they were solid, and losing Darius Leonard that is hurts. clearly a huge impact. Of course, of course. Minnesota, I have no faith in your passing game. Kirk Cousins. Nothing. And I don't even want to say just Kirk because I'm like, what NFL teams only keep four receivers, lose one, and then only run routes with two receivers? Yeah. Um, and then Dallas – that that high and mighty offense where we saw them put up points on Washington, New York, and Miami, 
and now you play New Orleans. Yeah. It just it makes me go, I still think you're a really good team. If Tyron Smith is out, I have a lot of questions, but it makes me go, I have a lot to evaluate. The Rams, you just don't let that happen. You're not a great team if you allow 50-something points. No. You just not. Don't. You just absolutely. When I think about Dallas, I'm thinking, going into this game, in my mind, they're going to run the football. This is a Zeke game. Yeah. And they just couldn't do it. 18, I mean, 18 carries is a lot of carries. That, that's enough for Zeke. You know, and usually he's a 25 carry a game type of guy. But when you're not having any success averaging less than a, a, a yard per carry, not less than less than two yards a carry, that's just not going to be enough. Yeah. And you add that to the, the situation where Dak really needs that play action pass. He really, oh. really needs that. And I know the first few games he didn't because you're playing inferior competition. But he, I think. But that's what he did well. The, the thing that's really interesting to me, and we'll learn about this with coaches as the year goes on, is they had all the play calls the first three weeks, and a lot of it was predicated on play action. Mm-hmm. But when the game got tight, so did Kellen Moore. Yes. And Kellen Moore started running a lot on first down, which you don't freaking do. The other thing that I just want to say is that I look at this Saints team, and I'm going to get into them a little bit more later. I think the Saints might have the best defensive line in the NFL. I mean, this is a team that didn't have Sheldon Rankins, mm-hmm. and he's just getting back. Mm-hmm. But some of their defensive linemen and Cam Jordan, no one has run on them. Gurley didn't run on him. Nope. Zeke didn't run on him. Um, who do they, they play the, the, the beginning? I don't remember. But they're off, their defense has been amazing the entire time. I'm going to get into it later. The only other note that I wanted to get into about something to pay attention, the one analytic Westbrook that, the thing that people focus on is yards per play. Yeah. That when a game is over, you could tell who the better team was by yards per play. So one thing I think I'm just going to keep updating everybody on Mondays is the teams that had better yards per play but lost because they lost the turnover battle. And the reason this is good for us is it'll go, wow, that team actually outplayed the other team. Right. They just fucked up, and maybe people are going to get harder on them than they should be. Okay. I have four games and this happened. Green Bay outgained Philadelphia a yard per play and lost the turnover battle to nothing. Would you agree with me that the Packers were maybe the better team in that game? I think they were the better team. And I also think they're inside the five a couple times and didn't score. Yeah, they had two drives at the end of the game inside the five. So what are you and doing? They didn't run the ball one time. What are you doing? Young offensive coordinator? Young call, play caller? This what are you the, doing? This is the same offensive coordinator. That Tennessee, last year he was their OC, yeah. had the ball inside the five in London, and they didn't run it with Derrick Henry one time. The biggest running back in the league. What are you doing? So, but but it like, makes, that doesn't make any sense. But it also gives me more confidence in Green Bay, and it also makes me look at Philadelphia and go, okay, they, they got out of there with the win, which is huge, right. but I'm maybe not as confident. Well, I, I thought that going into that game, I thought that Philadelphia was at a disadvantage, short week, obviously on the road, playing a very good quarterback. I kind of felt like they had a big-time opportunity to lose that game. They fought back, figured out a way out to win. I think Carson Wentz just played out of his mind. He played better than oh, he, he had so all season long. Guys actually caught the football, and guess what? It's really, really nice to have a running game. As, as, as Gardner meant you, when, you, when Leonard Fournette yeah. goes off for 225. Dallas Goddard was it's amazing. Nice. Dallas Goddard was amazing. Yeah. It's a difference, man. And I look at it like this, too. If they go, oh, let me just see. You can go 2-1. You can go 21. Yeah, 21 or 12 personnel. 12, 12. Two tight ends, one running back. Yeah. Right now, what the Eagles did so well against Green Bay was we're going to put Dallas Goddard and Zach Hurts out there with a running back, Alshon, and then another wide receiver. Mm-hmm. If we run it, 
we're going to overpower you. That's right. If we play action, you're so worried about the run that we have Alshon coming back on that 10-yard comeback. But guess what happens when Deshaun comes back? And they do the play action, and you pump it to Alshon? That's right. Deshaun's going 50 yards. You know what the I watched? The offense will be beautiful. I watched in that game, and I think a lot of people know this, but it was, it was a thing of beauty. Zach Ertz is always open. Every single play. Every single play. And, and, and so many people were like, well, why does Zach Ertz have 115 yeah. catches last year? Whatever it was. Broke my record. I had 90. He, he just demolished it. <laughs> it's because he's open on every play. They try to check him with a, uh, 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 a safety. Yeah. He's open. Cornerback, he's open. Linebacker, they don't even try. They just start double-teaming him. Yeah. He's always open. He, it's, it's kind of remarkable. And I think Travis Kelsey is probably the best in the game. But Zach Ertz. I mean, what he's doing is pretty pretty cool. To watch. I still would have Kelsey and Kittle. Kittle, yeah, Kittle's, Kittle's really really fast, but I think and I think people want to put Darren Waller above Ertz. He's not above Ertz. Darren Waller, he's he's just bald. He's he's yeah, he's caught thirty three passes. He's I mean, been amazing. So yeah, it's been good. Uh, my, you said before the game, what was your confidence in the Eagles? A point five. Point five, and uh, you were a six point nine. Sexy. That was pretty. That's nice. a good number. And I, but. They are, they are the underdog team. Now the question is, can they maintain being underdog? Well, how do you do that? Because that has to be a roller coaster. In order to be an underdog, you kind of have to lose. What's your number now? It's gone up. It's gone up a lot because now I'm seeing, first of all, this is what I saw from Doug. I saw a much better play caller. Very much. I think when you have a run game, it just loosens him up as a play caller. I also think that uh, Miles Sanders figured something out. Jordan Howard figures something out. And I think Doug, as a play caller, figures something out. If you put them at the top of the eye, yes. they can go downhill, and they can make cuts instead of going sideways. They can go downhill. Don't fit your players into your offense. Build an offense right. around your players. Put your quarterback underneath the center. And he did. He was great. And they look good. And and also, uh, so I was a 6.9 last week. Yeah. I am a 6.9 this week. Okay, you're saying the same. I they are they they did what I expected them to do. Right. I'm not going to get crazy here, but I look at the Eagles. Great matchup with the Jets this weekend. Absolutely, like this is exactly what the doctor called mm-hmm, for. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they cover the 14. I'm not touching that fucking line because they're coming lot. off of a lot. bye, and who the hell knows? But there, so the the Packers outgained the Eagles and lost a turnover battle. Right. So the Packers are probably better than people are reacting to. Another game, Buffalo outgained New England. By 1.7 yards per play. Mm-hmm. They, incredible. And lost the turnover margin 4-1. to one. Buffalo is better than we think they are. I think they are. Nasty defense. Opportunistic defense. Oh. They get after the quarterback. And that's what you want. And, and uh, Shout out to Micah Hyde for that amazing interception. Great interception. Thank you for letting me hit my first half under. Going into the game. Tom Brady had three touchdowns in the last two years against that Buffalo defense and four interceptions. That defense is opportunistic. They understand what Tom is trying to do, but they got a bunch of guys in their front seven that you just really probably couldn't point out in, in the dark one lineup. The, the thing about the the Bills, too, is they, they've always had a decided home field advantage. That's right. um, they are a water boy team. Mm-hmm. I have more confidence when the Bills' defense is on the field than when their offense is. I thought they had a better chance to score a touchdown yesterday with their defense than with – do I have something in my nose? No. Okay. Do you feel like you have something? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I felt like the the Bills had more com- – I had more confidence in the Bills scoring on defense yesterday than offense. I was more afraid the Patriots were going to score when their defense was on the field than when their offense was on the field. I'm watching the red zone in uh, – first of all, shout out to Frankie McDermott, G. McDermott knows every – Space. No, he the knows. Patriots try to. Absolutely, maximize. he knows. So he understands that. Frankie G, fifteen thousand yards. 
Wow. Just you got clips to 15,000 yards. That's that's pretty dog awesome. We talked about But that's Frank the Gore. way I think you have to beat the Patriots. Yeah, I don't think you're going to throw on that secondary. No, no, no. But this is the thing. So I'm watching the red zone and it would go back and forth and every time it went back to the game, the Patriots were punting. Yeah. Punting, punting, punting. It, it, it was amazing because it would be two minutes. Nine three drives, three nine drives of a first down or less. It was it was impressive. Great the, job defensively. The other two teams that lost but outgained the other team per play, Denver outgained Jacksonville per play by almost a yard and yeah. lost a turnover battle, one nothing. Yeah. They were the better team until Gardner Minshew and Leonard Fournette went off. And Dallas outgained New Orleans by a half a yard, 4.8 to 4.3, and they lost the turnover battle 3-1. to one. And in all those situations, I do, in a weird way, have a lot of confidence in Dallas, Buffalo, and Green Bay. Denver, I just don't bet on teams that have Joe Flacco. That's just my rule. Joe Flacco had a decent day. Obviously, had an interception. When I watched the game, I'm saying, hey, you're leading most of this game. Why is Phillip Lindsay only carried the ball nine times? And, and, and for 53 yards. So, I mean, he was averaging yeah. over five yards a carry, almost close to six yards a carry. Why, why? I don't understand. You're leading. You're winning. Keep the ball away from the other team. Yeah. How does that happen? I think it's just uh, a lot of these defensive coach teams. Zimmer is like this, I'm sure. Uh, Vic Fangio is like this. When they get a lead, they go to their OC and they go, let's get conservative. And when you're playing a defense like Jacksonville, if you're going to go heavy and run, you're probably not going to get a lot of first downs. And the problem is, is we were talking about young quarterbacks or like the Chase Daniels. I don't expect them to win the game. Right. I felt that way about Joe Flacco for the last five years. No, no, but I'm saying they ran the ball 15 times total yeah, in the in the game. They're up 17 to six yeah. at halftime. That's crazy. Now it's time to run the football. Now it's time to get downhill. Philip Lindsay is a really good running back. Um, so I don't think a lot of people know this about Brian Westbrook, but Brian Westbrook considers himself a little bit of an entrepreneur. I try. You are very big into venture capital, which means that you've been pitched many businesses over the years. Yes. And you invest in some. Some and, of them. And, and some of them, probably a lot you don't. You see holes in it. But yeah, you got to, I mean, when you're in that game, you got to say, hey, these 96% of the businesses, out of here. Do you believe that that's given you a better mindset for evaluating things that you should buy low on and things that maybe aren't really up your up your alley? I would hope so. Yes. Great. I think so. Uh, so what we're going to do here is a little bit of NFL venture capital, okay. a little thing that we like to call the dolphin tank because they're tanking and they're kind of a shark. <laughs> and I have three football opinions okay. that I am going to pitch to you. And I want to know if you're interested in buying. Okay. So let us go into the dolphin tank with my first pitch. Let's do it. Now entering the tank, Adam Lefko is a football entrepreneur <laughs> hoping to get an investment in his innovative NFL takes. But he'll have to impress Eagles legend and current venture capitalist Brian Westbrook. This is Dolphin Tank. First up, Lefko's got an outside-the-box playoff team that no one besides him saw coming. He's looking for $100,000 in exchange for a 25% stake in this wild opinion. Hmm. This is a $400,000 take. Okay. Okay. I have a team for you, Brian Westbrook. They're top 10 in passing offense. Okay. They're top five in points per game. Mm -hmm. They are the number one team in the NFL at stopping the run. And on third down... They're top 10 defense and top five in the red zone. Are you interested in this team at two and two making a run at the playoffs? So we got a, a top 10. Top what? 10 in passing. Yes. 
top five in points per game points per and game. the number one defense in the NFL in stopping the run. Stopping the they're run. Two and two right now. And so that means they get passed on all the time. Pretty well. But, which, but their it, defense is top ten on third down, so they get off the field. Yeah. And they're top five in red zone. Can can I can I know who they lost to? No. I, I can't I can't get that in. They've lost to an undefeated team. Yeah. And they lost to uh, a five hundred team. I I have problems with teams that struggle stopping the pass. Let me tell you what their pass is. That that to, to me just, because again we're this a passing league. You need to have all the information. If I you're need all invest. the information. When you when you struggle to stop the pass, that's a problem. They're and, not and, great at stopping the. And pass. here's the thing: when you tell me that they're really good at red zone defense, I'm not saying that this is always the case, but you may be great at red zone, and that means you they you may have allowed a team get in there twice. You're, okay. you're you know they haven't scored two times, but you may be giving up the big play, which is just as bad right. as as giving up a red zone touchdown. That's That concerns me. So to me, would I be interested in that? If they're number one in passing offense or scoring? They're top ten in passing offense, top five in scoring. And they're two and two. I'm going to say my initial thought is no. Damn. No, I'm not interested. Okay. The team was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh. Here's the thing about the Buccaneers. They've beaten Carolina yes. in Carolina. Yes. They beat the Los Angeles Rams mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. And they should have beat the Giants. This. They were beating the crap out of the Giants yes. and missed a field goal. Yeah. And in their loss to San Francisco, Jameis threw two pick sixes and has looked ten times better since. That's true. And their defense, uh, Todd Bowles, has played I mean, he's called now a great you, game. You were right about this, though. Your venture capitalist skills helped. They were their top, their number one in, in rush defense. Mm-hmm. They're thirty first in pass defense. That's a problem. But I look at the Bucks right now, and I go, they're one field goal away from three and one. That's right. And beating Carolina and LA are not just playoff contenders. Yeah. I think they're both teams that could maybe represent the NFC. So, what do you think now that you know who the team is? I I'll say this. And I, I think you were right. Save no, it to later. Yeah, I have to say no. Okay. No, but I do appreciate that Jameis looks much, much better. I do appreciate their defense looks legit. I think Ronald Jones, you know, in the Ronald first Jones is a good running back that we the, all wrote in, off in the first four weeks. He's had I mean, three out of the first four weeks. He's had nothing less than 70 yards yes. rushing. So I don't know and where that came hard from. As he fun. runs hard because last year you couldn't find Ronald Jones. He also had like a 60 yard run yesterday that was brought back by a holding, which he, I value. He looks good. He's averaging four point yards a carry. That's impressive. Uh, I'm concerned, though. Yeah. I'm concerned with them having success. I'm also concerned that Jameis likes to throw the ball to the other team. Yeah. He hasn't proved to me that that's not fixed yet. But he's looked pretty doggone good. Seven touchdowns and two interceptions in the last two games. That's not bad. All right, so I wasn't able to sell you there. No. no. Yeah, that was a really good company. All right, uh, let's get to my uh, second pitch. <laughs> that was a really good company. <laughs> Next up, left goes the proud owner of a secretly great defense that's gotten a bum rap this year. But he needs an injection of cold, hard agreement to take things to the next level. He's hoping to secure $500,000 in exchange for a 10% stake in this opinion. That's right. This is a $5 million opinion, Brian Westbrook. Expensive. When offenses face this team, this defense, they get a sack 11% of the time, third best in the NFL. Mm -hmm. When the ball goes in the air, this defense intercepts it 3% of the time. Fifth best in the NFL. And in terms of third down defense, this team gets off the field top five in the NFL. Mm. They sack the quarterback. They get interceptions. They have a great third down defense. And I'm going to give you a little bit of inside information. 
so much of their secondary has been hurt that we haven't even seen the starters in for more than half the season. Are you buying my defense as a great defense? I love defenses that can get out to the quarterback. I love defenses that get off the field on third down. Yeah. I love if you if you want to know, I'll even let you know where what, they rank. Yeah, what's the what's the record? I mean, can you can you tell me their record or no? They're two and two. Two and two. Okay. I'm trying to give you buy low candidates okay. that you could sell high. Okay. This team is 13th against the pass, yep. 14th against the rush. So you combine the fact that they're right around there mm-hmm. and they're third in sack percentage, and they're they're right up there, they're right up there towards the top in interception percentage. I love teams that get off the field. I mean, I absolutely do. Um, my concern is their offensive production. Because we, we, we know didn't what I'm talking about, huh? Oh, you? Oh, no. I'm, I'm no. I, I don't know who it is, but okay. you, you didn't mention anything about the offensive production. Meaning their defense gets off the field. They do a lot of a lot of good things, but offensively, they probably struggle. They probably spend a lot of time. I actually got that wrong. They're seventh against the pass, and oh they're 21st God. against the run. I just, I just wanted to clear that up. So I think their, and they're offense, two and two. their offense is 14th in rushing and 13th in passing. Do you buy this? But we're talking about the defense. I think this is a great defense. I'll give you one more hint. It's a defense that you shit on a few weeks ago. Yeah. I, um, and they're 2-2 two and two now. I love great defenses because they generally last the test of time. However, if their offense is average, those defenses get worn down just a bit. We saw that in Jacksonville last year. Defense just wore down, and You're they not just started buying my five million dollars. They, they started giving up. I, again, I love great defense. You didn't mention the offense, and that that kind of makes me think that the offense is not very their good. Their offense hung up over forty points this week. This week, I am. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. You just bought the Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. Browns defense. The same defense that you yeah. said was worse than yeah. the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. I'd like to explain this really quick. The Cleveland Browns defense, if you take away, and I know people don't like to do this and they get very angry, if you take away the Derrick Henry screen pass in week one, mm-hmm. 75-yard play, the Browns are tied with the Bills for the fourth-best pass defense in the NFL, letting up less than 200 yards per game. They went out there yesterday. Demarius Randall sacked Lamar Jackson by himself. Jermaine Whitehead got a, a, a Jermaine Whitehead. They they have not had Greedy Williams or um, who was their first pick last year? Their cornerback. I know you're talking about Ward. Yep. Uh, get it? Play like the last two weeks. They shut down Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Tennessee. That was a an outlier when we look at it now. And what they just did to Baltimore. This is a great Cleveland Browns defense, and you just bought them for five million dollars. Well, I, I don't know that. I don't know that. I, I think that teams are going to catch up with Baltimore. So I, offensively, I don't think that they're that juggernaut that everyone kind of thought they were. I think that they'll I, slow down. I'm still on the Ravens bandwagon. I, I I'm glad you are. I think that I think that this team offensively will get better. I think this team will get better, which will help that defense. And I think that once they got rid of all of the outside stuff, the talking. Just focus on football. Yeah. There's talent on the team. The reason why everyone's picking this team early on, because there's a bunch of talent. Oh, they were position. too concerned with, with with talking a good game instead of walking it. Now this team looks like they're ready to walk it and they got out of that talking phase. Now Did the you real to Migos this morning? 
Walk it like you talk it. You You like that, man. I I might have listened to him on the way here. I look at the Browns and I go, their safeties have been out. Their corners have been out. They got a bunch of injuries. Yeah. When those guys get back, the Browns are going to go on a run. I think think they should. That's why I bought it. Yeah. Good defenses. Good so you defenses work. On, you're, you're supporting well, the Browns. I, I like the Browns. I, I like first of all, I like what they were, did, were able to do against the Ravens. Yeah. I appreciate that. Even though you know there were some things that they, I think they should do differently. I, I appreciated what they were able to do in a divisional game on the road. That's important. Putting up 40 points on the road, that's hard to do. I think they did a good job. The one thing I'll say, because I've been such a staunch defender of the Ravens, is if you look at this this game, uh, in the beginning of the second half, it's 10-10. to mm-hmm. And we're starting to see what we've seen. Lamar's running, yep. Ingram's running, everything looks great. And then uh, Ricky Seals-Jones gets a 60-yard catch. Big catch. Browns He's punch huge. it in for touchdown. How yeah, but I'm not kid? supporting six, six, him. 6-6? Yeah. 7 Goodness gracious. And then, so it's 17-10, Ingram fumbles while they're driving turnover Browns get a touchdown to two touchdown lead. And just like that's over, but the Ravens were, they were still playing well other than that. Um, I have one more shark tank. Let's do it. One more, excuse me. One more dolphin Dolphin tank. tank. Let's set it up. Finally, left goes breaking new ground with his defensive player of the year pick. But he won't settle for anything less than $2 million in exchange for a 0.2% equity stake. Yeah. That's right, Westbrook. It's a billion-dollar idea. Wow. Wow. Sharks, let me tell you. Do you have problems wiping with your left hand? Not anymore. Not with left wipe from the makers of Leftco. Okay, so I have a defensive player of the year candidate that no one's talking about. Okay. And that's why it's a billion-dollar idea. This player in the NFL is top 10 in sacks. This player is second in the NFL in interceptions. Mm. This player is among the lead leaders in passes defended. And his defense, if you care about team, is best in the NFL in yards and points per game. Number one, please stop cheating and looking up teams. Well, and not let yet. me know I'm not if you're going to invest a billion dollars into my super secret defensive player of the year. That's right. Top 10 in sacks, number two in interceptions. Now that you've looked them up. I haven't looked them up yet. I haven't looked, I'm just looking at the team. Liar. I'm, I'm promise you, I'm not looking them up. This is the offense. See that? Keenan Allen. You see all these guys here. Yeah, you this offense. Nobody I'm looking at the top. Nobody believes you. All right, so do you buy it? <laughs> top 10, what do you say? Top number one defense. So he's on the number one defense. Okay. Second in the NFL in interceptions. Okay. Top 10 in sacks. Don't see that often. You don't see that. And, and do, do I buy, buy him? It? Do you buy my buy low take that this guy well, could end up? How is it a buy money? low take if it's a billion dollars? How's that possible? Because it's that good that it's going to turn that's, into that's that's a two terrible billion dollars. <laughs> I think I think defensive players are huge. If he can sack the quarterback yep. and he can get interceptions, which probably is anomaly early on in the year, Maybe. get a couple of deflections. Um, so that kind of makes sense. Are you going to buy it? Um, I think a billion dollars is pretty doggone high. That's what we're getting at. That's the valuation. I love the fact that he can sack the quarterback. And I think in this league, that changes and moves the needle. We talked We talked about all show You're going long. on a rant. You don't even know who the fuck I'm talking about. Well, I know. Are you I'm, buying? I'm trying to give you my point. Okay. This is the reason why I would buy him. <gasps> because wow. if you can get the ball back, that allows average teams to look pretty good. Yeah. 
If you could do that, that changes things. Now, the evaluation probably is all off. Yes. I'm just going to ignore that because I don't know that your math or arithmetic is that good. You're going to negotiate. You just want royalties. I, I want gonna, much gonna, more. Yeah, I need much, I need much more than that. I, I, it's not a billion-dollar business. You have no sales at this point because it's only the quarter pole we have of sales. the season. We're 4-0. We're allowing less than seven points per game on this defense, and this guy has three interceptions and three and a half sacks. That counts. Billion dollars is not. Okay. Do you want to know who you just bought? Who? Jamie Collins. Really? Jamie Collins is impressive. top 10 in the NFL with three and a half sacks, yeah. second in the NFL with three interceptions, only behind his teammate, Devin McCourty. Isn't that crazy? Van Noy has been playing lights out, and too. And that so. is the magic of Bill Belichick. Yep. Belichick drafts Jamie Collins in the second round, and everybody goes, who? Yeah. And he goes out there, and he builds him up into this player that the Browns feel the need to give a $27 million contract to. That's right. Ship him out. He is so underwhelming that they cut bait within a year or two. Mm -hmm. And now he's back on the Patriots and is top 10 in sacks and number two in interceptions. He was humbled and came back, and now he's ready to play. That that defense is is nice. So my other people that I I would say are up right now for defensive player of the year again we're quarter of the way through Shaquille Barrett for sure. Shaquille Barrett yes nine sacks three forced fumbles one do. interception he got that last week incredible that's right Khalil Mack mm-hmm. four sacks four forced fumbles yeah. Aaron Donald I didn't even look up his stats they don't matter no he's Aaron Donald he changes every Khalil Mack right now she's probably the front runner for play and Devin play McCourty yeah. who has four interceptions in four games and I do I would say that it's between for me. Barrett, Mack, and McCourty. I said got Collins a little bit in jest, but his statistics are unbelievable. The number's right. Because the thing is, is right now the Patriots are allowing 6.8, 6.8 points per game. Right. And if that continues, this could be one of the greatest defensive performances. Now, they just played Josh Allen, who likes to turn the ball over. They played Miami. They played Luke Falk. This will not continue. No. Their, their Mack, schedule has been But trash. Mack getting four force fumbles in four games, McCourty getting four interceptions in four games, yeah. it's not that sustainable. And what Shaquille Barrett is doing is it might be his career high for a season. It's crazy what he's doing because he's getting off the ball. But I think that we talk about that New England defense, they're special because they, they could do two things. And it's critical to winning football games in the NFL. They can get out there to the quarterback, affect him in a lot of different ways, batted balls, making the move, things like that. And then in the secondary, they just got some dogs back there that, that are ball hawks. Ball They're hawks. taking the ball away. And again, I, I mentioned earlier, this is why I think that's a valuable proposition is because when you can take the ball away, the other team, they have no chance of winning. We 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 all we kind of saw it in the Buffalo game. They're taking the ball away from you know interception in the end zone. And they're for, starting all their drives on like the forty. It's a different and game. If Buffalo different didn't have game. a great defense, New England wins that game by thirty. Field position. I mean, it's a field position game. It's a totally different thing. I love that defense. Nobody from New England would ever win defensive player of the year. Stephen, Stephon Gilmore, Jason McCourty, as good Jonathan as they are. Jones, J.C. Jackson, Devin McCourty, Patrick Chung. Yeah. There's not a weak spot in there. No. Not very, a weak spot in very, there. Very, very good players. I just don't know that, that that people will give them the defensive player of the year because they it, it kind of feels like it's Bill Belichick's defense, not just one person. If you talk about the Chicago Bears, you're saying, oh, that's Khalil Mack's defense. That's that's the guy that makes that thing go. And Buffalo's like, ah, this, this is Belichick. Bill Belichick right now is my coach of the year. Really? Yes. I don't, I don't fucking care about Bruce Arians surprising people. Maybe Kyle Shanahan. Maybe. Who's 4-0? But 
don't forget that people thought that the Patriots didn't really have a wide receiver and what are they going to do without Gronk? And they lost two tackles and their center goes down. And you look at their defense and you go, oh, it's really good. They're going to have to do everything. And I'm going to lose Brian Flores and Matt Patricia in back-to-back off seasons. And he is calling the defense now and they're averaging 6.8 yard, uh, points per game. Yeah. Bill Belichick no. should no. be... Every year, the coach of the year. Well, that's why he and won't right win it. now, he's doing it like no one's ever done. That, that's why he won't win it. He can't be the coach of the year. You still have the best player in football in Tom Brady. That, 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 the best player at the position. Tom Brady threw for 150 yards I yesterday. Know, I know. And looked every bit of 42 years old. I know. And Bill Belichick's defense, giving the ball like four times inside the 450. That's why the Patriots are amazing. I know. You can take away both hands and a foot. And Belichick is still going to kick the shit out of you with the other one. And they made a bunch of mistakes yesterday, including an interception, and they still won the football game. And that's Belichick. It's, it's a small thing. I, I will go with Matt Patricia right now just because I like the way their team is playing. And they'll, they'll fight. And, uh, Fuck you, me. Brian Westbrook. Hey, Matt, hey, listen, Bill <laughs> Belichick is not going to win another award. I mean, come on. How many awards does this guy want to win? I mean, as many as he deserves. Let someone else win an award. No. Be fair. Fuck that. Share. No. We're you the, don't we're believe the... that shit? I know how you are. <laughs> I know. You don't want your kids to get participation. I just don't trophies. want anyone with the Patriots to win anymore. I just, that's, Why? Because of 2005? Yes. That, that's the primary reason. Get over it. I would like to have a ring on <laughs> one of these fingers, a ring that says Super Bowl champions. Would the Eagles ever give you a ring for their last Super Bowl, or is that past? No. No. I kind of thought, like, I, I was working for the team at the time doing some media stuff. Yeah. Maybe they'll throw me a ring just to kind of, you know, yeah. hey, you're in the ring of honor. Yeah. Here's a ring just to, no. Didn't even call to ask my ring size yet. That would have been nice. Fucking Ronnie Harrison. Rod shit. Harrison, Fuck that guy. I'm wide open in the end zone. All the Donovan know. has to do is put it up. I know. He at the end it. of the half? He throws it to him. You yeah. talking about the end of the half? Yeah. That, that, to me, I don't want to go down I'm this at all. I'm, I'm going to tell you about. I the will three. say this though: his throw to you for the actual touchdown. That, that was a great one throw. of the greatest throws. Great throw. Yeah. Great throw. Great throw. But I want to tell you about somebody that I'm loving right now. Do you want to do it and shoot your shot? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so we're going to do shoot your shot. Uh, this is when we try and come up with opinions that we really strongly believe that even if people are talking about, they're not talking about strong enough. Yeah. And if they're not talking about it, you're going to learn today. Yeah. All right. So lead us off. I think that Jacksonville. The Jacksonville Jaguars are the best team in, in the AFC South. Welcome to my world. Are you in there too? Are I you in that club? In the division before the year. Really? Yeah. Are you in the hot tubs at the top of the stadium doing the games and stuff? I think enjoying yeah. it. I really want to see what happens with Ramsey, but I'd like to hear your reasoning. I just think that obviously defensively, they were good I'll last hang year. With anybody defensively, but they got ran down because they couldn't stay on the field. I mentioned this earlier. If some reason, some crazy reason, Jalen Ramsey says, you know what? Maybe we have something here. For some reason, maybe I'll just take up the owner on the seven-year, $77 million contract that he kind of conveniently throwing out there, threw out there. Maybe we have something. Maybe this Gardner Minshew can actually win us some games. Maybe with the, the assistance of Fournette and his running style, we can win some games. And you know what? We could be the best in the league. We'll make somebody come here, play us at our house. And I remember when two years ago when the Patriots came there and the Jaguars should have won that football game. Right. Maybe they're saying, you know what? 
maybe our team is a little bit better than that team because we got a quarterback that's willing to throw the football down the right. field instead of Blake Bortles that was trying to throw the ball and be conservative. Maybe we're we're just that good. Maybe we're a Super Bowl caliber football team mm. because of our defense. Right. Nobody's saying that they're going to win the AFC South, but I think you certainly can make that claim. My my, we're going to learn a lot about the Jaguars the next two weeks. Right. They go to Carolina and then they host New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. How, we're going to see a lot about that defense. The offense. I'm loving Gardner Minshew. Right. I love their weapons. I love their running backs. My issue is that they allowed five sacks to the Broncos, yeah. who didn't have a sack before yesterday's. They got some beasts. The Broncos got some guys coming off the of edge. Of course, though. of course. Yeah. The Titans sacked them, though. I just worry a lot about that offensive line, and they've been banged out like they've been the last few years. Absolutely. But I like that one. I got to say, I got one. The New Orleans Saints are the best team in the NFC and are going to the Super Bowl. Whoa. Whoa. I believe the Saints have a, the best defensive line in the NFL in terms of depth, in terms of guys that can get after it. I think that they are the most complete team. This is a team that lost their quarterback, went to Seattle, did it with defense, special teams, and Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. Came home, did not score a touchdown against Dallas, and their defense that people were kind of worried about where if you really think about it, one of their best defensive tackles wasn't there in week one when Houston ran all over them, and they've been completely better. Their next four games, the four games that Drew Brees is supposed to miss, Mm -hmm. hosting Tampa Bay at home, tough game, but very winnable. At Jacksonville, very winnable. At Chicago, if Trubisky isn't there, that game is going to come down to the wire. It's a 50-50 toss-up. And then hosting Arizona. I could see them going 3-1 and over that span. If they go three and one and they're six and two when Drew Brees gets back, the only game they've lost this year was the game that Drew Brees got hurt midway through. And that game, if the referees don't screw over the Saints right. and they get that they fumble return, That's right. they could win that game. Well, I think that the Saints right now, out of all the teams in the NFC, I can find a hole in every team. You know I'm big on the Niners, yes. but I believe that the Saints showed me last night that you can, you can't take away everything. They have they are the most complete team in the NFC, and I'm going to say this right now to the Saints fan base that has lambasted me for years, and you have come after me, and rightfully so. I believe the Saints are going to the Super Bowl. I think the Saints are really good. I'm concerned about them. Oh, one last point. Sorry, one last point. What I watched them do in the second half was block the Cowboys pretty much the entire second half, except for that last sack when Teddy kind of rolled out backwards and he shouldn't have. Their offensive line can block anybody. And if Breeze has time, you're dead. Okay, I'm done. Here's the thing. And I think I'm shooting my shot. I I like that. I I don't have a problem with that. And I I think, you know, you're you're jumping out there just a bit. I I think they got a tough matchup in Tampa Bay this week. Of course. Division game. Jacksonville. Drew Brees is not back yet. That's obviously going to be tough in Jacksonville. Chicago, at Chicago, another another tough game. I would put that as two L's in a row right there for that football team. I'm looking at the last one. Obviously, you get Arizona. and May you get Drew Brees back around that time. I'm, I'm concerned. The biggest concern to me is that Teddy Bridgewater hasn't passed over 195 yards yes. in a game yet. Now, when you're playing against another quarterback in Dak that still is figuring things out, that may work. I'm concerned that he won't have enough offense to get things going. I think their defense is playing much better. Offensively, can they put up enough points 
to, to win those types of shootout games. Can they go to Green Bay and do it there? See, that's the thing is I think that what people are overlooking is we're so used to seeing a Saints team that wins 31 to 28. Mm-hmm. And what they don't realize is this is a Saints team that wins 21 to 18 because their defense is that good. We're just used to seeing the logo and the color scheme and thinking it's all offense. And so you look at those teams and you go, I don't think Teddy's going to have a big game. I look at those teams and go, Gardner Minshew is not going to do anything against this defense. Chase Daniel's not going to do anything against this mm-hmm. defense. And against that Tampa Bay, we're going to learn a lot about Tampa. Tampa is going to be an interesting game. But I look at the Saints team and go, I think that they have a top five O-line, a top five D-line, and their defense is so good. If you give Teddy a three-point lead, dink and dunk and dink and a slow death. I think they, they would have lost the Seattle game if you don't have a couple of fumbles there. I, I, that, that, that's going to be an issue there. I think that, you know, I, I like the Saints. I think they're a really good football team. I, I don't know that they're ready yet. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Without shooting Drew, a shot. Shooting yeah. your shot. I like that. I don't have who, who, what team in the NFC do you have more confidence in them then? Than them. Um, I, I, of course, I would love to see Seattle, but they beat Seattle last week. That's yeah. that's number one. I would think that San Fran. I want I want to see what San Fran does tonight. Gotta wait and it's, see. It's something about that. Yeah, they're on a bye, but we'll see. All right, do you have another shoot your shot for me? Yes. Okay, go for and it. This is, this goes in stark contrast to exactly what you just said. Yes. <laughs> I think Tampa Bay is going to make the playoffs. I also think that that was the t- that was the one. Sh- uh, Dolphin tank that you didn't buy. I, was I, the Bucks maybe making the playoffs? Well, I think this is what I think. You're I think, regretting your lack of I think investment? That, that they are probably the best team in the NFC South. It, to possibly implode in three weeks. That may happen. That may happen. <laughs> but we're talking about week five right now. <laughs> Listen, they finally got a running game with Ronald Jones. It's been impressive what he's done. Again, we saw him do absolutely nothing last year. Last three, three of the four last games, over 70 yards rushing. He's averaging I'll make you a dollar bet right now. Okay. Yeah, how much do you owe me now? A couple bucks? No, you fucking owe me a money. <laughs> Just one money. That's it. They, co- they play, the Bucs play at the Saints. Yes, that's the ho- tough one. Host the Panthers yep. at the Titans at the Seahawks. I like it. I think they leave those four games... Two and two or worse. Well, I think they're two and two now. They should have beat the the Giants. Giants. Yeah, thirty four field, thirty four yard field goal. They they would have been three and one, right? Yeah. They beat Carolina. They beat the Rams. Yep. They have a chance. Listen, they I, do. I think that uh, Jameis Winston is getting better. He's understanding this Bruce Arians offense a little bit more. Last two games, seven touchdowns, two interceptions. He's starting to understand things. You get a running game, you add to that. Mike Evans. Uh, guess who? What he is? He's a beast. Beast. He God just goes out there. Monster. Yeah, he just goes out there and runs past people and jumps over people. And we mentioned the defense already. Todd, listen, they're not at the top in a lot of different categories, but this defense can play. And I think that as the season continues on, this defense will get better. We know that Carolina, they already beat them. We know that Atlanta is done. Yep. The Saints in that game, I think that's going to decide who's the best in the, the NFC South. All right. I got a uh, another. I got one that goes against what you just said. <laughs> Shoot your shot. <laughs> The Carolina Panthers defense will finish this year as a top five defense. And this is what people aren't realizing. Okay. They are the best defense in the leagues in terms of points and yards. Oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. The Patriots are the number one defense in the league in points and yards. Mm-hmm. 
but they're number two to the Panthers in passing yards allowed per game. The Panthers are allowing less than 160 passing yards a game. Right. In that game against Deshaun Watson, against a Houston offense that we know can explode, they sacked him six times, they hit him 12 times, Mm -hmm. and they did that without Kawan Short. The Carolina Panthers just got Bruce Irvin back for the first time. Mm -hmm. They have the ninth best interception rate. They have the best sack rate in the NFL. When a quarterback drops back eight times, the Panthers sack him once. So that means in a normal game, you throw 32 passes, you're getting at least four sacks. They shut down the Rams in week one. In the Bucs game on Thursday night, the Bucs, this offense that just hung up 50-plus on the Rams, went 2-for-12 on third down, Mm -hmm. and they really lost Carolina, did more because of Cam Newton's inability to do anything on offense than defense. They destroyed Kyler Murray, and they destroyed Deshaun Watson. Mm -hmm. Carolina's defense right now, if you listen to what Deshaun Watson said, they limit the big plays, and they keep everything in front. Right. Same defensive mentality as the Buffalo Bills. This is where Sean McDermott came from. Their inside linebackers, as Shaq Lawson and Keekly, put them up against anybody in the NFL. Yes. They also beat Deshaun Watson without Dante Jackson, mm-hmm. their fastest corner. But what I said before the year, and the reason that I had Carolina making the playoffs, and I bet them over in Vegas, they have the best front seven in the NFL. I believe the Saints have the best D-line. I believe the, the, the Panthers have the best front seven. Kawan Short, uh, Star Lutalele, um, Gerald McCoy, Gerald McCoy mm-hmm. uh, Bruce Irvin, the, the kid, Brian Burns, the one yep. they drafted. Yep. I'm missing more guys. Uh, Keekly, uh, Shaq Lawson, you cannot do anything against them. I think the Panthers will finish the year with a top-five defense. I, I don't I don't have a problem with that. I think I could certainly go with that. I don't have a problem with thinking okay. that they have a top five defense. They they certainly have the personnel. Offensively, can you keep up? That's the question. And the fact that Kyle Allen f- uh, fumbled three times. That's a concern. But but here's my thing is I, I look differently at this shit. If you fumble three times and you still find a way to win, you're likely not going to fumble three times again because you true. know what they're going to do all fucking week? Hey, Kyle, the reporters are asking you if you have small hands. Mm -hmm. And now he goes, when I roll out, instead of being a dumb young motherfucker, I'm going to put two hands on the ball. That's right. Just like I watched Chris Carson against Arizona yesterday, running with two two hands. hands. That's right. So the fact that they can overcome that makes me more impressed with Mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. And you know what Kyle Allen did? I wrote it down because I bet on Carolina. So, of course, I was very excited. But there was a play where Kyle Allen played an awful game on the road, but 31 seconds left. He's about to get sacked by J.J. Watt. And he somehow makes a man miss and throws a first down to Jarius Wright. You can play like shit Mm -hmm. for 59 minutes and 29 seconds. But if your defense is winning the game and Christian McCaffrey is playing like fucking Superman, Mm -hmm. all I need you to do is get that one first down. And he did it. And that's where I get excited about this team. Because I look at who they've beaten and who they lost to, they lost to the Rams. Yes. They lost to the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Neither of those losses look that bad right now. Well, the Rams looks bad, but yeah. I'm with you. The Rams are fucking great. The Rams are yeah, still good. Yeah, yeah. They, they, their defensive players will stop looking at the dog on quarterback and watch the yeah, receiver yeah, yeah. running past them. Yeah, of I, course. I mean, All right, you got another one? Because I got one more. I'll go. I got, I got one more, and this one. Shoot your shot. This is, a, this is kind of a team that we talked about a bunch. 
But I think I think this is true. I'm counting them up. So one, two, obvious. Three. Maybe. Three, three is a maybe. So this team about. right here okay. is either the, the fourth best team in the AFC right now. Okay. I think that they make the playoffs. And they'll go on a road and they'll surprise a team in the playoffs. Okay. Provided that they can get their quarterback back from injury. Okay. You know? No. He just got hurt this week okay. with the concussions. But he did sprint to the— sprint. Josh Allen. Yes. He oh, the Bills are one of my favorites. He sprinted to the doggone, which yeah. I like. That Tell me he got a little grit, got a little sure. moxie. I just think this team—again, I love defenses. Yes. And I love defenses that are just disciplined. They just play it the right way. Sean McDermott, we talk about him all the time. But I think that he gets guys to do it the right way. Right now they're 3-1. and one. They have the easier type of schedule, but they played the champs to— to, to to a close game, 16-10. And to me, when you play games like this against the best team in the league, one of the best teams in the league, that just provides you more confidence in let, what let you're going to do. Let me ask you this, because I think one of the hardest games to pick next week is going to be Bills at Titans. Yes. I don't like betting on any game with the Titans. I don't know if they're going to look like they did on Sunday and destroy the Falcons, and A.J. Brown looks like the next coming of Julio Jones. A.J. Brown's or, the yeah, or He's huge, too. They're going to do what they did in weeks before and blow a game to the Indianapolis Colts or come out and Marcus Mariota looks like crap against Jacksonville. But my question for you about the Bills is when you have a team, and you've been on teams, I'm sure, that were like proving themselves against mm-hmm. the real caliber teams. And you have this emotional release against the Patriots. Yeah. And then next week you have to go to Tennessee. And you're feeling hot. What is the mental mindset of a team like Buffalo that just proved to everybody they can hang with anybody, but now they're on a team that who knows what we're about to Well, play? I think naturally people would think it's a trap game, but Sean McDermott, McDermott would say, yeah, yeah, no, we hung with the, the Patriots, but we didn't win. I mean, that can't be the goal just to get close. We're going to try to keep it close and, and try to win. We had an opportunity. The, the goal is to win. So his message to the team is, yeah, we haven't done anything yet. We've beat a bunch of, bunch of average teams so far. We come close to the, the Patriots, and now we got to go on the road in enemy territory and, and win. And so to me, the, a lot of people would think this is a trap game. I don't believe that. I think they go down and find their way to win because, again, it's hard to run against this football team, and it's hard to get your quarterback back there to throw the ball down the field for, for longer pass throws. The under, the over-under for Buffalo, Tennessee next week, I'm just double-checking is the lowest in the NFL of all the games. It is 38 points. Good. And I don't think that's low enough. It's a defensive game. That game to me is 16-13. That game to me is 13-7. Well, it is going to be so fucking ugly. That to me, Marcus Mariota is about to get punched in the face. That's advantage Bills to me, especially if Josh Allen plays, because now he can run around. If it's close game, right? Let's say it's a three point game going into the fourth quarter, or close to the end of the game. Now you just now need Taylor your quarterback on his back, which is interesting. Yeah. Now you just need your quarterback to make a couple plays, and that could be whether it's with his arm or his legs. Yeah. And Josh Allen, healthy Josh Allen, can do both. We'll see. I hope Josh Allen plays. I think my, my hope for Josh Allen is that he can. With these guys, and I don't want to put Josh Allen this, he is a little bit like Jameis. I really hope he can take this time with this concussion because he is in the protocol. We'll see what happens. If he gets cleared, great. If not, sit back and really watch your decision-making because if you don't turn the ball over and, and you just throw it away, 
you you have a real chance to win that game. That's right. And the Buffalo Bills can compete with anybody as long as they don't turn the ball over. In game one, they beat the Jets. He had four turnovers. Yeah. I think they had five turnovers as a team. Mm-hmm. You beat them 15-14, but you didn't have to be that close. Protect the ball. Your defense is that good. He has twice as many interceptions as he has touchdowns. Three touchdowns, six interceptions. The one thing you can't do, we, I talked to you about it earlier, is turn the ball over. You're right. The defense is just that good. Here's a, here's a thing. If you just punt, just punt. Make them go 70 yards instead of 20. That's why they're my water boy team. Yeah. Make them, go, make, make them go 80 yards instead of 30. Yeah. It's a different game. Your defense is that good. Play to your defense. You don't have to be risky. You don't have to take these types of risks. He's getting sacked a little bit too much for my liking, too. So that, right. that, that's something. Protect your quarterback. I got one more. Shoot your shot. It's more of an evaluation than a prediction. Okay. I believe that on Sunday, we are going to witness the biggest gap in franchise progress in the history of sports. Okay. The New England Patriots are facing the Washington Redskins. And I don't believe in the history of sports we've seen a bigger gap of franchise growth. Washington right now is an assortment of hired mercenaries. Team leaders are refusing to play out of principle. Mm. The future of of the franchise was hastily thrown in, down 14 against a division rival, Mm -hmm. with no thought, with no care, with no week of preparation. They threw him in the game and said, please, rookie, with no experience, save us. That is the state of the Washington football team right now. The other side, the Patriots, I believe— Of all of their years of success, I believe this is their highest point of functioning as a franchise. I believe right now Bill Belichick is hands down the greatest coach, talent evaluator, salary cap manager, and in-game executor of all time. And right now he is at the peak of his powers. I believe that right now this level of focus is not just balanced, it is dangerous. The defense does not let up. The offense does not let up. The special teams does not let up. Their defense and special teams, Brian Westbrook, right now, is the 10th highest scoring player in all of fantasy. Think about that. It has more points than Zach Ertz and Allen Robinson combined. It has more points than Keenan Allen. Sunday is going to be a bloodbath. Sunday is going to be irreconcilable. Mm -hmm. And I ask the good people of the world, please, free Dwayne Haskins. Save Dwayne Haskins. Because what is about to happen on Sunday is going to be decades in the making. Two decades of Bill Belichick fine-tuning a machine of absolute (laughs) destruction and two decades of absolute nonsense that Dan Snyder has been building to feed his ego. And on Sunday, 20 years in the making, this is about to be the ugliest thing you've ever seen in your entire life. I'll tell you this. You know know how the Giants handled the Daniel Jones deal? They said, okay, next game we're going to put you in. We'll give you a week of time. We're going to announce it on Monday, so we're going to handle all that. That's right. 
Nick, get it out of the way. We're going to let you get the game plan. Yeah, because you know we're going to take all the reps at practice. It's important to do that, especially for young guys that have never played a game in the NFL. That's important because we want to take care of you. We care about you, and we also know that you know at the end of the day, you are the future face of our franchise, and we want to make sure that you feel good. We want you to make sure that you go out there, you represent yourself well. And by the way, we're going to put you out there against some teams that we think you could probably take advantage of. When you talk about the the, the Washington team, I, I just think about. And that's my hometown. So I'm, I'm hearing it all day long from yes. my cousins, my uncles, my friends. They hate the, they hate this, they hate that. I just don't understand what they're doing. To me, it started with the Trent Brown deal. You saw what, what they got for Tunsil. Trent Williams. Trent, 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 yep. Brown. Trent Williams, right. You're not going to use him. And even if you were going to use him, you're not going to win. The beautiful thing about the Patriots is that everything they do is not emotional and not out of ego. That's right. It's, Belichick is willing to move on from Brady three years ago because he goes, I need to get ahead of this. It's not emotional. It was the right thing There's to no do ego. for the franchise. Everything Washington has done for two decades has been about Dan Snyder's ego yeah. and they're emotional and they don't want to do things. That's right. We're not going to let Kirk Cousins win. Franchise him again. Trent Williams, we can get something for you. Keep him here. We're emotional. That's We're right. making you stay. That's right. We want to show people that we can compete, even though we have no structure whatsoever. Let's sign Landon Collins for $84 million Makes no because sense. Because we're taking them from our rival. Makes no sense. Nothing they have done has made sense. Well, here's because another it's thing. it's emotional and it's ego. Here's another thing. You know what? Fucking uh, assholes. We're not going to fire our coach, even though he stinks. You know what, though? I think Jay Gruden is not a bad coach. I think they have the worst GM in the NFL. That's I true. I believe Bruce Allen. Ha- what? All those things are true. Name the best wide but receiver. But he has not name, coached name, well. Name the best wide receiver on the Washington Redskins. McLaurin, that's it. A rookie taken after the second round. That's it, yeah. Name the best running back on the Washington Redskins. Adrian Peterson. Who is literally playing because he needs to afford yeah. things. Yeah, because Darius guys got hurt again. Who's the yeah. best lineman on the Washington Redskins? Um, Trent Williams. Trent Williams. And he refuses to play, not because of Jay Gruden. It's a principle. They have a tight end that has been concussed so many times that we're worried about his health. They paid Alex Smith mm-hmm. over, uh, and he, he got hurt, and they paid I don't know why they did guaranteed. It's bad management. They threw, like, and I am almost positive. That Dwayne Haskins was thrown in, not because of Jay Gruden, but because Daniel Snyder was sitting there at Giant Stadium and said, I am being embarrassed in front of the Maras. I want Haskins. I don't put this on Jay. To me, this feels like Jay might get another chance later on. But, bro, this is a franchise that has been shitty since Daniel Snyder made them go out there and sign Deion Sanders at 39 years Smith. old. And Bruce Jason Smith Taylor, all those ni- guys. In 1997. Yeah. Why? Because you know what, Dan Snyder? He thought he knew they were good. Uh-huh. I want them to come to my charity galas. Yeah. I want them to wear this jersey. Yeah. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're worse than James Dolan. You're the worst owner in sports. Bad news. I, mean, they, they, I am now egotistical and emotional. And I don't, I don't know that they'll win in the future, though. Because they're not – part of winning in the future is being able to evaluate talent. At least the and, Dolphins are tanking and, and have a cultivate. plan. Well, they're tanking, too, obviously. They, 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 no, 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 no. This is not on purpose. I know, you I know. But you don't give $84 million dollars to an in-the-box safety agree. if you're tanking. I agree. They don't even realize they're tanking. That's the worst part. They're tanking and don't even realize it. They're, you know what they are? They're a fucking – They're a joke, right? They're now. a they're – a, they're a, 
a rock at the bottom of a fish tank. Yeah. That don't even know. No. Don't and, even know. And and they have no way of getting weird. out. They have no way of coming up. That was a terrible analogy, but yeah, I'm with you. I thought everything else I said there was pretty good. The though. rock at the bottom of the fish tank. Where, where did that come from? Bro, I'm trying to come up with shit. That was you. You you came up with something. Uh, the only other we're gonna uh, wrap it up now. But the only other things that I uh, definitely want to kind of give shout outs to is um, uh, shout out to Clowney coming out there making impact right away. Yeah. I like giving shout outs to defensive guys. Uh, shout out to Micah Hyde, mm-hmm. Lattimore, Demar- Demarius Randall, uh, Devin McCourty, Jermaine Whitehead of the Browns had a great game. Great game. Um, It was good to see Landry and Chubb. It was good to see. Shout out to my guy, Travis Kelsey. Beast. With an incredible. I'll I'll let you guys in. I texted him this morning and I said, bro, that was so fucking cool to Uh watch. And he goes, man, we're just having fun out there. blah blah. And I said. I grew up when Randy Moss lobbed it back on that play before the half. We celebrated him as a genius in the game. That's right. And I said, bro, it's so cool that you pulled a Moss. And he responded to me and he goes, the lateral is probably the most underutilized play in football. And I said, yo, Bill Belichick had ass. Calm the fuck down. And we were laughing about it, but I go... It's just such a heads-up play when your offense is clicking and it's going that slow motion that you can even have the presence of mind. No, was no. so cool to it's see. It's easy. This is the most remarkable part of that play to me. It's easy to do that in practice. It's easy to do that when you're up by 50 and you're just kind of messing around. They needed that drive. Yes. They needed to go down and score. Not only that, if you really watch the play, Mahomes rolls right and no one's open. He wasn't. And Kelsey yeah. So not only did he have the heads up to run across the field to find space, yeah. to then catch it and immediately process that fucking nuts. Wasn't he double? Was he double teamed at the beginning of that play? He may have. For some been. reason, I think he was double teamed. They kind of left him. Yes. Then he just kind of wandered around, found an opening. And McCoy, I, I texted him this morning, yeah. like holding the ball, like you know the old Walter he's Payton. A job. Hey, he's a good player. How's he feeling right now? Is he just loving life? Sean? He loves life because you know he was in torture up there in Buffalo for a long time. Just didn't have a lot of talent around me. Now around him. Now he's with his old coach. He's with some guys that can win. Yeah. And they're winning football games. So anytime you win, it makes a big difference. Uh guys, a lot of overreactions right now in the NFL. A lot of upsets happened. Yeah. You know which podcast told you that Buffalo and Detroit is probably going to cover the line. Mm-hmm. You know which podcast is letting you have it straight. Do not worry about the overreactors. Why? We take advantage of them and we bet against them. We're going to have plenty of information with you as this week goes on. For Brian Westbrook. The Rocket Man. Oh, explain it. Now's your time to explain it. Oh, yeah, the Rocket Man. Back back in the day when I was playing football, and and all my good plays, they would play the little cartoon, and it was a Rocket Man. Back in the day. You should know this if you were at the Eagles game, but... I never went to the Eagles game. That's even worse. I'm out out on you, man. No, I watch football games on television like a sane person. Yeah. Who the fuck wants to go Go to the game, man. Be in the... No, I'll watch eight games at one time. Yeah, they didn't have their red zone. All right, now give it up for the the t-shirt toss. Not fucking interested (laughs) in changing the channel. I'm the L-E-F-K-O-E, man. And we will holler at you guys later. Enjoy the games, people.